Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm a hippo. Broadcast hippo. Digital media. Energy made this one. Harvard Lit, the wildest podcast in the world. It's like an on-air frat party. You never know what's going to happen. Mature content warning. This show may contain content of an adult nature. If you're easily offended or under the age of 18, please turn this shit off now. This show is intended for adults only and may include talk of sexual content, suggestive pictures, and drug use. The content and views expressed by Harvard Lit do not necessarily reflect those of Broadcast Hippo Digital Media or any sane person for that matter. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Don't say we didn't warn you. Now, Harvard Lit with Anthony Martinez and Brendan Van Slyke. All right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Harvard Lit podcast. My name is Anthony Martinez. I will be your host. And this is my co-host, Brandon Van Slyke. How are you doing tonight? Very good. You're Very chilling? Nice to be here. Doing good? Big chill. Feeling yes. good? This I'm is our first great. episode. This is our yes. first episode, and we have a really special guest tonight. I can't wait to introduce her. She is so wonderful. She's beautiful. She's a, a model. She's, she's ambitious. She has drive. She's learned how to monetize her social media. Okay? I, I learned about this girl, like, maybe about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, I was on my suggestions and I was going through and like, just like clicking, like, you know, like this person, like that person. Right. And then all of a sudden I saw this girl and she had a motorcycle and I clicked on her page. Next thing you know, I'm seeing this whole story about this person. That's just bad ass, like literally bad ass to the core. Way harder and, than you like in every way. And yeah, so then, so uh, the what I wanted to do was introduce her tonight. Her name is Brittany Wynn. She's a model influencer. She's killing it on Instagram. Introducing Brittany motherfucking Wynn. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic. Oh my gosh! And I feel so flattered to be like the first, very first guest that you guys have. We're we're lucky. Yeah, we, we are. are we're we're, we're <laughs> lucky. Touched. We were out. I was out here putting feelers out, and then out of everybody who could have said yes, you showed us some love, and we really appreciate that. And we've got some really, uh, we we, we want to ask you all kinds of questions. We were really curious I'll about give you all how, kinds of answers. <laughs> we 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 really we so so first thing first. Can you tell us a little bit about um you and your profession? What do you do? What is what what so is it? Oh, little, who is Brittany Wynn? That's a little bit like complicated to explain, but you know, I say I'm an influencer in the motorcycle community, which just means like a person with influence, you know. And um, so I generalize that as in I do advertisements for different motorcycle companies. I'll do reviews on motorcycle parts. I'll make videos. Um, I have different sponsorships like ABS fairings. They made one of my bikes. I don't know if you've seen, you probably have is Tiffany blue and they helped me create those. And as part of my sponsorship, and then they actually just renewed my sponsorship. So I'm um, working with them to create fairings for my uh, stunt bike and they're going to be baby pink and it's going to look so nice because I want it to be an overly girly bike. Like, so, you know, it's a girl wheeling next to you, you know, and, um, and then my Grom, I just got sponsored a um, new graphic kit on it. That's kind of like zebra and reflective. So then once I have my stump bike done, all three of my bikes will be custom and it'll just be a dream come true. You know what I mean? So what's a, what's a stud bike? A stunt bike is, um, it's a bike that's a little bit different. So 
both my bikes like I have a stock 636 and a stunt 636 so my stock 636 is completely stock you know everything on it and that's Tiffany blue and I daily that bike and then my stunt 636 the tank is bashed in it, and it doesn't look bashed in but you know I use the word bashed in so you can sit on it when you do stunts um, the sprocket is a 60 tooth sprocket versus like a regular you know, stock sprocket is 42, and there's just so many different mods on it, you know, to make it a stunt bike where it's not very street legal. So hold on. So you're a stunt cyclist. So, so you do stunts on these bikes? Yes, yes. Well, I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to learn. If you look through, I just uploaded a video. My knees have just finished healing. It's a video of a bike, a blue bike in the air. So I was on a wheelie machine and a wheelie machine, my friend Patrick, he does classes and he taught me how to wheelie. And it's basically like training wheels on a bike to where the bike isn't going to fall side to side. And if you go back, it's not going to loop backwards at all. So, you know, technically you're not going to go down. And is that, anyways, that would be I, is that, what is that? Is that like when you're, when you see people like doing wheelies on the streets and they're like, they're like really like hitting the ground. Uh -huh. Is that what they're doing? Is that how they don't fall? No, no, not at all. Not at all. They're actually, they're very skillful. This is me just trying to learn. And so this is giving me the capability to learn the technique without falling and hurting myself. So basically I popped it up and I just went way too fast and I wasn't on the brake. And then it flung me back onto the back of the wheelie machine. And like I hit my head hard, but then I realized like I needed to stop the bike because it was going to continue going. So I tried to run to get to the key, but then I tripped and um, the the bar on the wheeling machine locked over like the back of my leg. And so my knees were just and the bike kept going and my knees were just getting ground against the pavement the entire time and I was just waiting for one of my friends to run up and like turn off the bike to like stop it and save me. I thought my my fucking leg was going to get like Oh, I saw off. that video. Yeah, I don't know if you can pull it up or anything, but Yeah, I, I I did it see that video. Beautiful. I I I hope Gina can pull that up, but uh I, I'm not sure where it's at. Is it one of the first videos on your Instagram page or it where is, is it actually, at? It's like um cuz you can See them try to, you can see yourself like kind of panicking and you're like, kind of like, oh, yeah, you can hear it in me. It's, um, three, six, nine, 12, 15. How long have you been, so how long have you been doing this? How long have I been stunning or how long have I been riding? First let's go riding and then let's go stunting. So I've been riding for five, almost six years, and I've been stunning ever since the beginning of last year, but it's always what I've wanted to do. But when I started riding, like I never knew anybody that knew how to ride, like none of my family, none of my friends, none of my boyfriends even like rode motorcycles, but I had always had an interest in them, you know, and I knew it was far past like, oh, they just look cool. You know, I, I wanted to ride. And so finally I was going through a really bad breakup at the time. And my ex-boyfriend was a professional paintball player and a DJ. So I would follow him all around the world going to his DJ sets and his paintball tournaments. And which was perfectly fine. But then when we started breaking up, I realized I didn't have any passions of my own. My passion was just supporting other people's passions. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to find what I like and I'm good at. So I went to the M endorsement class, you know, where you get the M for motorcycle on your license and they teach you how to ride a bike in two days and they provide a bike for you. And you need it anyways for like insurance and stuff if you like really want to take bikes seriously. And that same day, I bought my very first bike, which was a 2016 R3. And I was like, I really hope I like this because this is going to be really expensive if I don't. <laughs> so, so when was this? Like, this is your first bike that you bought? I bought, yeah, it was a 2016 R3. And and how far, how long ago was that? That was five, almost six years ago. That was your first bike. That was your first, like experience with writing yes, and, you yes. and it was um right off the carpet no miles nothing i mean in hindsight i really wish i knew more about bikes and i would have bought like a cheap bike you know 
not a brand new one that was $6,100 because I went back to that same dealership and sold it back to them within six months because I wanted to level up to a 600 and I had different mods on it. I had a new exhaust. I put LEDs on it, just all these different mods on it. And they gave me two grand less than I paid for it. And so I just was like, man, that's, a, that's not bad. Two grand less than what you paid for it. That's not bad. For six How long did you months, have it for? Six months. Oh, yeah. No, never mind. $2,000. You got a 300, you're going to want to go to a 600 really fast, you know, because like I didn't know anyone that wrote. This is all me just figuring it out on my own. All right. So uh, Gina does have the, uh, the the video ready. Let's let's go ahead and try to take a look at this video. See, yeah, this is when yeah. you did the Willie a week, a couple weeks ago. How long ago yeah, was this? This was, this was actually four weeks ago. My knee, my knees just healed up this week. All right. So let's see if uh, if uh, Gina can pull that up here. Yes, that's the one. So then, oh my he, gosh! He back and I was like, this I gotta get to it. So I Holy! Right what are you doing? So I tripped in the bars over my legs, and I was trying to get to the key, and so now I'm just pawing at the ground. What? Wait, how are your hands? Like, uh, so is there like a bar where your hands yeah. are? Are you like hitting oh, no. a bar while you're like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was uh, the cage. But then, if you look, that bar he just lifted oh, the mask wow. over his legs. And he was just like, fuck. And I was like, I'm okay, guys. Look at your knees. That, that ripped through your pants? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, they were um, ripped jeans already. So That's my fashion. knees were already exposed. If she oh. can swipe right on it, you can actually see my knees. Um, yeah, that was Goodness. right after. And we didn't have anything. So I had like Walmart, or not Walmart. I had um, McDonald's uh, napkins and electrical tape to... Oh. <laughs> so bad. I have a kit to take with me. Electrical tape and uh McDonald's uh that's napkins. Hard. And that's hard. That's hardcore. That's yeah, an injury that'll take me right out of that game. I'm surprised I did. didn't lose my leg. How do you so so okay, so that's not your first accident. Um, no, no, but I wouldn't call it an accident, you know? And throughout like learning how to stunt, you're going to go down plenty, plenty of times to like learn. Like that's the thing I think people don't understand about stunt riding is that's normal. I mean, me getting like doing that was kind of stupid on my part, but like going down is so normal because you're going to go down a hundred times before you get that really, really good time. You have to know like how it feels to go down and get good at it, you know, and get good at bailing. So, um, you know, to perfect it, you, you see all these people like doing really awesome wheelies and, and like killing it on the streets, but you don't see all the times they went down trying to get there. So, so when you're, when you're, uh, when you get into like an accident or something, like we were talking to, uh, this isn't your first little stumble and you've actually had some serious stumbles. Yes, um, yes, yes. Not uh, riding wrecks. That would be a real, a real wreck. <laughs> right. So, um, Brendan, you had some questions for her about that, right? Oh yeah. These, uh, pictures I noticed on your Instagram, these look rough. Yes. <laughs> the knees look rough, rough, but this one, the last one you posted. Oh, of, of, yeah. So this wreck was, I think, four years ago, like, you know, a week ago or something. And it was actually on my little sister's birthday. So I always joke with her. I almost ruined her birthday for the rest of her life, you know, if I would have died. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so what happened? So you're saying, uh, how long ago did that accident happen? We, we, we know about two accidents that you uh -huh. recently, that, that you've had. Uh, -huh. uh, there was one that was earlier yeah. and then there's one that's more recent. Um, yeah, so that one though, um, that one, my worst one was at 70 miles per hour. And I actually, it was 11 p.m. at night, and I was leaving work. I was bartending, and um, I was on I-35 in Dallas, and it was dark, and this car just randomly slammed on their brakes, and the speed limit is 70, so I was going the speed limit. They just randomly slammed on their brakes, and I just ass-packed into them, flew over them, was rolling across the pavement, and I remember mm -hmm. it all, too, and I remember seeing my my shield break off my helmet, and I, you know, I didn't have any control over my body, so... I was just thinking I was never going to stop rolling or, you know, that like center median thing. I thought like my body was going to slam against it and it was going to kill me or 
someone was going to run over me and not see me because it was dark. There was just so many things running through my mind. But then I eventually just stopped rolling and um, a, a couple people stopped, you know, to help me. And, you know, an ambulance came and everything. And the worst part about it, though, was all my road rash because um, I was wearing a leather jacket. But like I told you, I never knew anyone that rode. So I was figuring everything out on my own. And I didn't know that, like, gear was supposed to fit you really snug, like kind of tight. So I bought this leather jacket, kind of like a normal hoodie, you know, with like a little bit of room. And that was my problem because it had lifted up. And that's why I had gotten like road rash all up my back and like sides. At but, 70 miles an hour. Yeah. But you can see on my shoulder, the, um, it was like, yeah. And I don't have a scar from it today, except on my ankle a little bit. But I don't have a scar at all um, because I just took religious care of it because I model for a living. And I cried so much because I was like, I ruined my body for the rest of my life. Like, this is my job. Like, what am I going to do? So I just tried every single day to take care of it as much as I could, like, while it was healing and even after. And now to that this day. Like, what did you do yeah. about that foot? What happened to your foot there? My shoes came off in the wreck yeah my shoes came off did you have any broken bones or anything <laughs> i broke my tibia and that was it surprisingly where, where, where's the tibia at um on your calf like the smaller bone behind it oh okay yeah so and then so that you, was you, a month after that was a month after that that about right there where that photo is right there that's a that's a month in, and you yes. say you got no scarring from this. Well, well, because like I did get scarring, but now to this day I don't have any scarring from it because like wow. my um I I like did so many different scar treatments on it, you know, like myself. And then wait, wait, if you go back, the um my jacket, you can tell like it's leather, and in the shoulder it had a shoulder pad it broke underneath too. So I know even though I got road rash up my sides and back, if I wasn't wearing that, I would have lost my arms, you know? So silver linings, but, and you know, I learned to buy gear that fits me really snug and it just goes to show improper fitting gear can be just as bad as not wearing any at all. That's good info for the listeners. Right there. Yeah, that's really good info. So you have, there's, there's two things that, that I think we, the listeners can take from this is, Snug fitting clothes of the uh, riding gear and yes. it has to be leather, right? Yes. Like yes. Actual real leather. Yes. And then um, when you healed, what kind of, uh, uh, what kind of uh, routine were you doing on your skin? No. Like, how did you get no. that to happen? Well, whenever it was healing, um, you know, I had to change the bandages every single day and I didn't use Neosporin. I used Aquaphor which is, you know, a lot better. And then once the scabs finally healed up, which took forever, you know, you have to change them out every single day and clean them. But um, I used Mederma during the day, and it's a scar cream, and I used it three times a day. And then there's Mederma PM, which works while you sleep, and then I put that on before bedtime too. So I was putting scar treatments on every single one for like four times a day, and it got a little, you know, expensive. But I mean, obviously, it was really worth it. <laughs> right. I want to. I want to get into your um into uh, modeling here in a second. But I really have a really curious question about um how do you get back on a bike after that? You know, it took a lot, like mentally. You know, and it, it just so insurance because my bike and my body had fucked up their car so much. They couldn't determine if the taillights were working prior to the accident, so they made it my fault with insurance. So that was extra shitty, you know. What? Yeah, it was. So it was what? What they? What they hit you with? Did you have fines and fees and all that stuff? I mean, insurance took care of it all, but it's on my insurance record that a motorcycle accident collision with a car was my fault, which is pretty oh my bad. Gosh. Yeah, so it's really expensive for insurance now. You know, <laughs> it's it's really hard, but. You know, getting back on the bike, three months later, I bought my 636 that I have now that is Tiffany Blue because, honestly, like, it was a little bit hard. I did get, you know, 
like PTSD riding and stuff, taking it slow. But honestly, I think more than anything, I just wanted to get back on the bike and ride. Like during the time I was healing too, I couldn't even look at my Instagram or my Facebook because all my friends were riding and I just, I couldn't see it because I was so broken hearted that one, my bike was gone, two, I needed to get another, and three, I didn't know when I would be able to ride again or if I could, you know, but I'm really glad I did. And through it all, I'm, you know, two wheels, I've learned, I really found a place in the world that felt like mine and felt like I belonged. Right. So, uh, so now like, uh, getting back into, uh, modeling, talking about modeling, yes. you are on your Instagram. It says, uh, a uh, fashion model. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so was, was it bikes first or modeling first? It was actually bikes first. Um, bikes, I would model with bikes and then I would model like bike clothing companies and then just anything bike related like promos and stuff I'd get paid to model for them and then that ended up me meeting the right people and now I am modeling for fashion modeling and different clothing companies and whatnot so it's opened so many more different doors for me so you know I just I laugh so hard because I I model and I ride bikes and I stunt ride and I love it you know bikes are what I live and breathe but I get so many comments from dudes like Oh, she just buys a bike to take pictures with it. Or, you know, she doesn't even ride. And, you know, I'm just like, why would somebody ever just buy a bike to take pictures with it? You know what I mean? Like They see them pictures we just saw. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, people don't think that, that being an attractive female and riding a bike can coincide in the same person. You know what I mean? They're like, you have to be a butch if you want to ride. And it's like, no, like... It's fucking 2021. Like you need to be updated. Like girls stunt too. Like girls ride too. And we're coming up. Yeah. So, uh, so when, when uh, talking about that, I was curious about. Um, so, when you have, have you been able to date anyone who's also a writer? Is that, is yes, that something? I actually have. And I, you know, I, so I dated a guy, I dated two guys that rode. Um, one guy was a track rider. He was the first guy after I started riding that I dated. I dated him for two years, lived with him, whatever. And then after that, I dated a, a stunt rider and I dated him for two years. And, you know, the reason I met him is because I bought my stunt bike from him. And, you know, I've always wanted to get into stunning, but really only last year I started to. And then I started dating Hunter Honda, which he, I found the most common things with him. You know, he's also um, an influencer in the motorcycle community. He, um, but he's a moto vlogger. He's actually bigger than me. He has over half a million subscribers on YouTube. And, wow. you know, he has like 90 something thousand followers on Instagram from that. And he has his own like fan page where you can buy merch and stuff. So he teaches me a lot too. And <laughs> I'm choking. <laughs> <laughs> you just came back from a shoot, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Oh my gosh. And it took forever. But um, what I was saying is um, we can really like play off each other and help each other when it comes to content, because I feel like I've tried to date people not in the motorcycle community. Like I've tried to do Tinder and all because I was like, I don't want to date a biker. You know, I wanted to see how it goes. I wanted to date somebody who had passions different from mine and that could show me different things. But I just found out that I can't do that. I need somebody that, you know, understands my passions too. And, you know, I don't have to ask like, hey, can you take this picture for me really quick for Instagram? You know what I mean? Like, you have to have someone with a common mindset. And I really feel like Hunter Honda does. So I'm really fortunate, you know, that I met him. So is that, is that your current situation? Yes. Yes. He's my boyfriend. Um, he lives in Austin and I live in Dallas and he is three and a half hours away from me. Um, so we actually met because I messaged him on Instagram and cause I wanted to start moto vlogging and I Googled Texas moto vloggers. And so I messaged like four or five different people and he was one of them. And I was like, Hey, you know, 
I've been wanting to get into moto vlogging. Um, do you think we could collab sometime? And I thought he was in Dallas and he was like, yeah, but I'm in Austin, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, okay. And you know, and then we just started talking after that, you know, just chit chatting. And, um, one day he was like, you know, I'll just come to Dallas to see you and we can collab. And I was like, okay. And so he just came down one day and we've been dating for a year now. <laughs> so he came down and swept you off your feet, huh? Right. We didn't collab at all. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that funny how like uh, like-minded people will find each other? In yeah, that it really is. It really is. Like you gravitate towards each other. Yeah. So, um, how long have you been uh, actually uh, modeling? Like uh, you have sponsors. I'm really curious about like how you were able to go from uh, riding bikes to, you know, getting your Instagram following so high. And now that you're monetizing, I think that, I think that's probably one of the most interesting things and probably one of the most beneficial yeah. things to the listeners and people that uh, females and men who are trying to be influencers how can you yes. monetize? How do you build a business being an influencer? Yeah. How do you go from zero to hero? Well, I feel like most people, so I started it all. I So I started my Instagram fresh, you know, no pictures at all. Um, just starting me writing. And I just started it because I love photography and modeling. You know, I had always done a little modeling, but nothing really serious. Um, so I just combined my love of motorcycles and modeling and put it on my Instagram. And then my Instagram just started blowing up and blowing up. It wasn't a, ever just an overnight thing. It was always just over the past five years. I've somehow accumulated, you know, over a hundred thousand followers, but, um, you know, so I, I just, I think people want to see genuine, you know, because what I post, I, I've never was out there. Like I want to be sponsored. I want to get free stuff. You know, I want this or that. It was just like, I want to post what I love and that's what people like to see, you know, and that's the advice I have for anyone is just, you know, find what you love. If you really love motorcycles, if you really love something else, just post about it and the people will follow. There's no secret code to it. There's no secret hashtags, no secret tags, you know, there's no Instagram algorithms you have to figure out, like just post something genuine. And that's what people want to see. And they'll follow, you know, if you have something worth following, then people will come, you know, you just make sure that you have high quality content, you know, you always are on top of your content too, and engaging with people, you know, people want to not only see you, but feel like they can talk to you and be part of your life too. That's yeah, be you. Yeah. So sure. you're doing a lot of uh, traveling, I would uh, guess, with this, uh, all the motorcycling. Mm -hmm. You have I a favorite actually, city that you've been to? Um, I'm actually going to, I think it's Atlanta with um, Hunter Honda to, I don't know if you know Ride Clutch. They do a lot of um, motorcycle giveaways and stuff and like really nice ones. And so me and him are getting flown out to Arizona, I think. I don't remember. It starts with an A. Um, to ride the new 2021 Fireblade and help them film their promotion for it or whatever. So um, I'm excited to do that. That'll be my first time to like travel out of state doing it. Oh, gotcha. But whenever I travel to LA, I know Michelle and Kirati and all of them. So we always collab when I'm out there and stuff, you know, but it's not like I'm paid to go out there. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I wish I could travel that way. <laughs> yeah. I love traveling. Yeah. Love getting out there. Yeah. I just went, I went for my birthday, September 3rd, you know, so like four months ago, five months ago. And Michelle let me borrow her R6 on my birthday. And I got to ride up and down the PCH, you know, Highway 1, the one that's uh, all down the California coast. Oh my God. Oh. It was the most amazing, literally, ride of my life. And then this other guy, it's so crazy. If I just post on my story, hey, I'm traveling to X place, you know, does anyone want to loan me their bike? And in return, I'll have photos for you, professional photos of me on your bike. And I have so many people give me their bikes. And they're not like shitty, you know, clapped out R6s. These are like S1000s, Ducatis, like things like that. And and they literally just hand me the keys and let me go off with it. And so 
So if you if you had a dream bike, what would be your dream bike? You know, everyone's always asked me that. And I honestly would say my 636, my Tiffany Blue 636 is my dream bike because my dream bike is a bike that I have built from the bottom up. And so I it's not that I built it but I've wrecked it in so many different ways that I've had to replace every single thing. I designed the fairings myself by my sponsor. And then not only that, I installed the fairings all by myself too. So it's a bike designed by me and put together by me. And so if my heart could be ripped out of my chest and thrown on two wheels, that's what it would look like. And I can't wait to show you guys my stunt bike. Like it's gonna be amazing. Now. I've got some friends that uh, do the same thing, really, but uh, I know how much them parts cost. So oh, would you be willing to tell us how much you uh, put into that bike? Or Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, uh, before I got bigger, because now that um, I'm bigger, I actually have a lot of sponsors that send me parts and stuff. Like Rue Rock, they um, are the biggest new helmet brand. They sponsor me and send me helmets all the time. Um the fairings, those cost $1,100, $1,200, you know, and I got those custom made for me as part of my sponsorship. Um, Insta360, the cameras that do the 360 degree cameras, they sponsored me and sent me a camera. So, you know what I mean? It's like things like that, um, that I'll, I'll get helped out. Like, um, I just got an exhaust too sponsored to me by Cobra Exhaust for my, um, my stunt bike, but my stock 636 before i got all this oh my gosh i have to say i've spent in my own money it cost me like five thousand dollars but i've spent well over five thousand more dollars you know like yeah, that ain't stuff. too bad i've heard of my, my friends man the receipts they be coming back with i'm like yeah. i'm good with my schwinn you know but I have, I have <laughs> friends um one of my friends is a mechanic and has his own shop and he'll always let me just buy the parts and then he'll install them himself and he never rips me off either you know he explains what he does and he helps me and he's actually helped me um do a handbrake install video on my grom that i got uh sponsored they just wanted a video of me installing it so he helped me out with that and everything so it was pretty cool i like doing it i i really like promoting and advertising and marketing and the best thing is I didn't realize that was a really good trait like with marketing because I just got an actual job because of it. And this is like the fourth week at it. Um, I'm a social media marketing director for a bunch of different, well, a few different companies. And so I handle all their marketing and stuff. And so since that's not like a 40 hour a week job, they hired me, um, they hired me full-time salary with benefits and health insurance and everything, which was so big for me. But I work in a medical office under like an anesthesiologist and some physicians. And so I get to learn all of that too, to add to my resume and um, do different things. And then one of the other ones is a real estate company and I'm going to learn how to sell houses too. So I'm getting so many different doors open for me that Instagram is so crazy how, you know, connected it makes you. Just like what I was saying about I just post once and I get all these offers to borrow people's bikes, you know, and meet people and ride with them that he would have had before. So so typically when you uh get a, a client like the um the anesthesi anesthesia what was it? Anesthesiology? Anesthesiologist. Okay, and then uh what's the other one? The physicians, physicians. Okay. So like when you get those sponsors and then when you get the bike sponsors, when you get these different people that are willing to pay you or willing to, uh, get involved with your brand, uh, essentially, like, what do you, when you take that step forward, are they contacting you or is it typically you reaching out to them? No, it's always contacting me. There's only been one time actually that I've reached out to the company and that was ABS fairings, which they provided me with the fairings. And, um, but other than that, they've always contacted me, but I've actually wanted to try and contact more companies now, like reaching out to them. But it's just, I have so many just different sponsorships and brand ambassador like parts right now 
that it's already a little overwhelming that I'm trying to get them under control before I add more. But it's so awesome that I can get so and I just picked up uh, one finger. They uh, make uh, clutch levers and grips and they just sent me some for all three of my bikes. So, you know, it's like things like that, you know, I don't have to pay for and I'll just get sponsored for me. All right. So, and your Instagram is, uh, at Brittany win. Okay, you can see it below you guys go ahead and add her yes, uh, right now. Do. Give her some love, love show her. her some support. <laughs> you know, uh, she's been doing, uh, she's been doing some amazing things. Um, Brendan, you had some other questions. Um, I, I got one. I oh, know there note. is Oh, side note. You want to know something funny? My Instagram name yeah. is Brittany win with three ends and I hated it, you know, cause like no one could ever find it. I always have to be like, it's Brittany win with three ends, you know, but then the Brittany win with two ends messaged me one day and she was like, Hey, so I'm a mom with two kids and my accounts on private. And obviously I'm not a hot biker chick, but I'm always getting tagged in your photos and people are always trying to follow me and I'm just trying to protect my kids. So do you want to switch usernames? So I got to have the username with two ends that I always. Wow. That is amazing. That awesome. is really cool. Cause <laughs> like a branding is super important, especially yeah. in your line of uh, work, you know, like, and what we do. Uh, that was one of the biggest things when we were trying to figure out what the name of the podcast was going to be like, uh, yeah. and that's important. So like Brittany, Wynn across the board, having the same exact the way that you the like to spell it yes, and yes. you know, your real name and the yeah, I think brand cool you want to represent because whenever you refer to people nowadays you always refer to them as their instagram name you're like oh you know mad life stunt or something like that and they're like oh, is that julian but now it's just like oh you know Brittany Wynn. like that's my instagram and my name so i feel like that's a really good branding tool and the fact that I'm always trying to wear crop tops, like whether it's hoodies or shirts or anything. So people know me as like the crop top girl biker, like, you know what I mean? Like different branding, things like that. Yeah. And you know, like, uh, taking that, taking that step to, um, bring sexy and badass together. You have uh, yeah, really master that. And yes. we love you for it. Yeah. I guarantee everybody does, you know? Uh, uh, so so as far as uh, people in your uh, DMs, what's that like? Oh, my God, it's crazy. So, you know, they have the requests or whatever, um, you know, message requests that you have to approve. And if you don't approve them, they can't see that you read them or anything. But I'll have people literally just talking to themselves in my inbox, like replying to every single like thing. And I'm just like. In my mind, I'm like, how do you not like, how do you keep doing it year after year after year? And, you know, you guys are hollering at you for years, years talking to themselves for years. But I'm actually about to create my own website, BrittanyWynn.com, and where people can buy. I sell like posters of me signed for $50. And I want to um create my own hoodies that say like bike life, you know, and I don't know, just all these different types of things where you can buy my merch and apparel and you can see more on my life and stunning and motorcycles and all that. And um, since I just hit 100,000, that's what I've been working on to create because of that, because I felt like if I ever hit 100,000, I would want to take it more seriously. And now I'm here, so I'm trying to. Yeah, and you're at 103,000. Yes, I'm at 103.7. <laughs> wow. Yes. So how long did it take to, for like, so when you started out like uh, five or six years ago, you got your first five, bike. Five and a half. Let's say five and a half. Five and a half. How many, how many, how many uh, followers did you have? I had like, I had like 6,000, 6,000. So you were already doing all right. Personal life before that. Yeah. So what, what, what were you doing then? Were you like a club promoter or like what are you doing well, no like, no uh, i was a bartender at um strip clubs for four years so i was always uploading pictures of me and like lingerie and you know kind of stuff like that and i would always have my customers you know follow me so you know i, I just had i had less than ten thousand followers though but i deleted every single thing on there you know and then I was like, I'm just going to make it all about motorcycles and my passions. And then it just blew up and people liked it. And I, I really think it's because people want to see genuine, you know, because 
I wasn't out here trying to get anything. I wasn't out here trying to get free helmets, free nothing. You know, I was just out here trying to show like females can ride and females are reckon are forced to be reckoned with. We're not just taking pictures with bikes. Like we like them too. In this male dominated sport, you know, we can be better than you. Man, you were out here taking some real chances. Like for real on that bike. That ain't no lie. What's the fastest you ever been on a bike? Um, like yourself, you driving on you, my own. It, it's been on my my stock six three six. I've topped it out plenty, plenty of times, countless times. And the speedometer, it'll read one seventy one. But the you know the speedometer reads a little faster than it's actually going. So I'm saying probably it was like at one sixty. But I've never topped out on a highway. Where'd you Where'd you hit that Wait, speed? Where whoa, are you at? Where are you doing that at? On all these roads that are just <laughs> like all Dallas, Texas. You know, we're just like down the country road, just whipping. Yeah, you know, and so I used to, I got to a point at one time that I would um, just top out my bike every single time, at least once every single time I rode it, and I was getting bad with that. So I had the decision. I was like, do I want to buy a bike and track it out completely and then do track days, or do I want to invest in stunt riding? And I've always wanted to stunt ride. So I was like, you know what, stunt riding, because track you have to pay every single time you want to do a track day you know it's just so much money just to do it you know just to go ride on a fucking track and you don't ever just keep it at track you how much does that cost you need to the, like three hundred dollars just for the track In day. A day yeah just for the track day and then you have to go to classes after every session like it, it's not you fun. have to pay for the classes too well no the classes come along with it like they oh, teach okay you. Like you can't just go on your own, you know, they have to teach you while, you know, and watch your form and things like that or whatever. Um, and, and show you like proper etiquette, but it's just like, and then it's just like with my stunt bikes, I can go out to a parking lot and just hit it all day long and do it. And I like that way better. You know, you never keep track riding at the track, you take it to the streets and that's how people get killed. You know, what, what trick or what trick are you really trying to learn right now? What's your like? I'm trying honestly with my wheelies like i can get my wheelies so it's called 12 o'clock so 12 o'clock is where when you get the wheelie up and the like when you get the wheelie up there it becomes like where it's like weightless and it just balances like you don't have to do anything like it just balances how do you not I, fall over i remember riding a wheelie when i was a kid and every time i popped that thing i would either go way too far really, or I would not oh, go yeah. high enough. It's a lot between throttle and brake. Like you have to be on both of them at the same time and just figure out where you need to hit it. But I'm just focusing right now on trying to keep them up as long as I can. So that's where I'm at. How long are you usually uh, staying up? Like, are you going like 12 seconds. foot or like you going like 30 feet or well, like I'm not, just a few seconds at like 15 miles per hour because I'm on my Grom. So I'm just going slow, you know, what's a Grom? I saw I no, saw I, that you have that uh, uh, yeah, sponsorship, I think, with Grom. No, 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 no. It's um, I'm, I have the sponsorship with. Yeah, that's my Grom. And but now it's like a zebra reflective color. And I got that sponsored by Volta Supply. Um, and they do like graphics for all supermotos and mini bikes and stuff. And they look so badass. I don't know if you can find the pictures on there, but it's seriously like my favorite and it's reflective. So at night, you know, like lights will just reflect off it and you can see me better because it's already like a small bike. So do you need a small bike to do those stunts? Is that like the, like a regular thing? Like when you, no, no, you don't need one. Um, but I like to learn. Yeah, that's it. I like to learn on it first before I'm going up to my stunt bike. Like I practice on my stunt. How many bikes do you have? Three. <laughs> oh, that's so like the, turquoise, the turquoise one's my favorite. I'll be honest with you. I really <laughs> like that ninja, man. It's just, it's so much more forgiving than, than you know my big stunt bike if i go down like where you saw with my knees and stuff so i'm just perfecting it on there plus it's more fun you know it goes like what 50 60 miles per hour max like it's oh. a bike you know it's a small fun bike i've gone down on it so many times like you, you can't really get hurt too much you pick it up easy Whereas my stump bike, like I can really Dude, this girl a little, is a yeah, badass. Feels a little different than us. I'm serious. We man. go down this, one time. It's chops. Okay, I don't know how I get back in the vehicle. Like, uh, I remember riding. Shit, we're riding my bike when I was a kid. Like you know, you don't really bust your. You know what I used to do? do you, when you were a kid, did you ever like 
like get a hill and like try to jump it like on a bicycle yeah you want to know something embarrassing i tried to ride a bicycle like three weeks ago and i couldn't fucking do it like, <laughs> i don't know why but i was like, getting like the momentum and stuff with my feet and i was like it's not embarrassing bicycle. And, i'm know, right there with you i feel you thank you <laughs> can never ride a bike first of all <laughs> it's physical activity with me it's something it's weird like, so like i go to work it doesn't work <laughs> So, so hold on. So you were trying to ride a bike and you couldn't ride the bike. No, I couldn't keep it up straight. And like, I, I just kept like trying to like, I don't know. It, it was bad. It was, was bad. It easier to balance on a motorbike than huh? a, you think it's easier to balance on the like motorcycle. Oh, a, thousand than the... percent, a thousand percent. Anybody wow. can just hop on and take off on it. Like it's mine. <laughs> I would not have guessed that. So uh, you got, do you have uh, some like uh photo shoots coming up? Like, do you have some like, anything planned like in yeah, the near yeah. future so, like usually i have um two to three photo shoots a week um but they get scheduled like really like quick it's just a lot right now because i i just got this new job the social media you know marketing director it's a full-time nine to five job monday through friday and so i'm having to book these photo shoots after it and I'm barely finding time for anything myself. You know, it's it's a lot right now. But I'm not always getting off at five. I'm usually, I've noticed, like, I say nine to five because I get paid nine to five. But I'm usually getting out of work at, like, two or three. But still, like, you know, it, it's a lot to, like, add on that job and then try to go model and look pretty after you've had a whole day at work. Yeah. Right. So, so not only are you working, but you're also – so you have like a almost like a the like the nine to five gig, but you're also doing so photo shoots. I'm so proud of it. Yeah, I bet you are because I, when you do that, it pushes you. To, it, that routine yeah. allows you to. Yeah, the routine is really what allows you to get in tune yeah. with your focus. That's and, that's the biggest thing, and nobody realizes that is because. I lost my bartending job last March due to COVID. And so I had to force myself to do modeling full time, which I had never done before. Cause I live alone and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So then I started modeling full time. And so basically I got to do whatever the fuck I wanted, whenever I wanted, wake up when you want, go to sleep when you want all day, people be like, what are you going to do? And I'd be like, I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? And it sounds awesome to just get to do whatever you want to do. But it's terrible. I needed a structure. I needed a schedule. And now that I have this, I feel so much better with my life. So much more fulfilled. So much yeah. more. I have routine. I can completely agree. I I completely understand with that. I I, I can uh, relate to that. Uh, yeah. It's it, it it's uh there's something about that you know like a we can, but uh so. You know, we're getting to this uh, 51 minute market mark right now, and we've been on oh, for almost an hour. 51 minutes? Yes. Oh yes, gosh, girl. That so That's you. Oh, I'm choking again. <laughs> I do that all the time. Sorry, this is normal. Yeah, you did that. <laughs> yeah, you have been about it, girl. You have got something going on. You are doing your thuggy right now and we are proud of you like i'm so glad that you guys were so patient with me and you wanted me to be on here with you you know for your first time like doing this and stuff i think thank you thank you what are you talking about thanking us thank you what do you mean you're gonna blow the fuck up i'm gonna post this i'm gonna tell people go to you you need to fix up your instagram page let me just tell you that it's about, <laughs> we're about to do all the trimmings. We're about to do the whole thing with the trimmings. Posts, the old three pictures, just delete them and start new. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Hey, before we lose you, I know there's a 128-pound beast somewhere around. Is there any way we can get him on the camera? Yes. Let's get him. Oh, we got some pictures. There, there he is. Is. Oh, Look at him. Who is that? that Tell is us cutest. about this guy. Dr. Apollo. Apollo? He's got his own Instagram Dr. page, right? Apollo. His Dr. Apollo. Dr. Apollo. I believe he does have his own Instagram, right? And Dr. And Apollo is the Greek god of healing. Oh, wow. So you got a little bit of some uh, some mythology in there. 
He does. Look at him. Look at him. He's just. Look, you know what? He loves. Man, he is chilling right now. Look at him. He's 128 pounds. He's huge. What kind of dog is he? Half pit bull, half American bulldog. Watch. I bet he'll stay. Watch. Look at that. Oh. <laughs> He's like, man, you let go of me. I'm dipping. I'm hungry. <laughs> I got something to do right now. <laughs> I got to check my Instagram. He's sitting next to me this whole time, though. He's so clingy. Like, I go to the bathroom. He's at my feet. Like, anything, you know? He just He's just around you all the time, huh? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Look at his little foot. Like, look at it's so cute to me about him. Well, uh, Brittany, we, we're so happy to have you. And uh, you, uh, Brittany's Instagram is Brittany Win. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Brittany, that's B R I T T A N Y W I N N. All right. Yeah, we'll throw out. This is Apollo. Dr. Apollo. Dr. Oh, Apollo has his own. Uh, Dr. Apollo <laughs> also has his own Instagram. What was that? It's spelled out Dr. Apollo. Doctor. It's Dr. <laughs> Apollo. Please. MD. Please make it a Dr. <laughs> Apollo. Make sure. Tell. He doesn't really like guys either. He gets really protective over me. Well, like, he's, he so seems like he's pretty chill right now, so he must like us. I don't us. think I'd mess with yeah, him. He likes you guys. <laughs> Under 28 pounds. Uh, so uh, we really appreciate you. You, you, uh, I hope that uh, your photo shoot went well today and thank you for having us and uh, thank you for being a guest uh, and uh, we wish you the best of luck. Thank you for doing this. I mean, really, it's a, a pleasure. It's our first episode and um, we can't thank you enough. This is a really cute picture of me and Apollo. Can you screenshot it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, there's going to be screenshots of this. We're going to, yeah, screenshots of that. And we got we, <laughs> just to know he was included. Yeah, he's on there. All right. So um this is the Harvard Lit Podcast. I had a look. What was that? Harvard Liddy in the city. Yeah, exactly. Harvard Liddy in the city. Liddy in the city. There we go. Brittany Win Win Winnie. All yeah, right. Winnie. There you go. All right. So thank you guys tonight. Uh, it's been a great time. Gina, if you could please take us out gracefully. Thank you all for joining great. in. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Everyone have a great night. We love you guys. And we'll see you next episode at Harvard Lit. Broadcast Hippo Digital Media. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.